Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. <laughs> it's May 25th, 2016, and that means there's just seven months left until Christmas. Coming up on today's show, I'm going to share a goofy way that you can share a little Christmas fun in public. Then I'm going to get you all prepped and ready for Leon Day. We're going to do another round of our 2016 Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl. Jingle Brawl. And... We're going to take a closer look at the infamous Christmas movie, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. All right, that's enough reindeer games. Let's start the show. Happy holidays. I'm Tim Babb. Welcome to my audio Christmas party. Come on in. Grab some audio eggnog and, whoa, look out for that audio mistletoe. Here comes an audio kiss for you. Mwah! <laughs> you're welcome. Okay, I know why you're here. It's late May, and you want to celebrate Christmas, but you need ideas. Well, that's where this first segment comes in. We need a little Christmas now. We need a little Christmas now. So I personally tried this tip when I was up in Port Townsend, Washington, for the annual Rhododendron Festival. My extended family uses the festival as an excuse to come together and hang out for a week. The town does a lot of activities, parades, a carnival, other stuff. One of the things my cousins and I like to do is hit one of the local bars for karaoke night. When I was deciding what to sing, I thought of a great idea, a Christmas song. Most karaoke catalogs are digital these days, instead of like the old days when they had to carry around a bunch of CDs. So if it wasn't the holiday season, they might not be carting around their holiday karaoke discs. But these days, it's all a bunch of files on the laptop, so you can pick any song any day of the year. So I rocked Silver Bells. Well, rocked it is strong. It's more accurate to say that I tragically discovered that Silver Bells is too low for me to sing in my low octave, and too high for me to sing in my high octave. But even though I butchered it, the crowd still loved it. Or they pretended to love it because they were mostly all related to me. But even those who weren't related to me were still excited about a Christmas song in May. So that's my advice. Sing some Christmas karaoke anytime. Uh-oh. That sound means there's a breaking Christmas bulletin, which means it's time for All I Want for Christmas is News. All I Want for Christmas And stop that! Sorry! Alright, this news comes to us from our friends at MyMerryChristmas.com. They are reporting that the band Rascal Flats is releasing a Christmas album. You parents out there may know the band Rascal Flats as the one who did the cover for Life is a Highway that is on the Disney Pixar movie Cars. Ugh. Anyway, they're in the studio recording a full Christmas album. They're trying to get it all recorded before their Rhythm and Roots tour starts later this year. This will be the band's first full Christmas album. They have released Christmas singles in the past, but this will be their first full studio Christmas album. Special thanks to listener Anthony for contacting us on Twitter and making sure this story got on our radar. We now return you to your regularly scheduled Christmas podcast. 
So we've barely started with today's show, but I would like to talk about next month's show. Next month's episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast will be released on June 25th. Probably don't have to tell a fellow Christmas buff like you what that day is. It's Leon Day, or Half Christmas. But since the next episode won't be out until the day of, I thought I'd use this episode to give you some tips on ways to celebrate. Five tips, in fact. And we're going to list those five tips in our next segment, Five Golden Things. Number five. Decorate your desk at work. Now, unless you happen to work at an office with a lot of other Christmas freak flag flyers, you're not going to want to go overboard on this one. But just pop open your box of Christmas decorations and bring a few smaller ones into your office. Then place them around your cubicle area, your desk, whatever you got going there. And when your coworkers ask why you have a bunch of Christmas stuff out in June, you can be the one to tell them what Leon Day is. Number four. Wear something festive. This one can be as easy as popping on a Santa hat or as involved in wearing a full, ugly Christmas sweater. Since you've got a full month, you could always stop by the Can't Wait for Christmas store at zazzle.com slash can't wait for Christmas, and you could grab yourself an Is It Christmas Yet t-shirt, uh, a Keep Calm and Carol On shirt, or even a simple shirt that just says Can't Wait for Christmas. It's not just the name of this show, it's also a perfect sentiment for Leon Day. Number three. Have a Christmas movie marathon. I had a friend tell me he spent the last Friday the 13th binge-watching as many of the Friday the 13th films as he could convince his wife to sit through. That sounds awful to me, but then again, I'm just not a horror guy. However, it did give me a great idea. A Christmas movie marathon is a great way to spend Leon Day. In fact, you could pick some of the less traditional Christmas movies just to set the day apart. So, if you want a list of non-traditional Christmas movies, check out our second episode from back in August of 2015. Number two give to the less fortunate. Those who recognize Leon Day pretty much just focus on the celebration aspects of Christmas. And that's all well and good. That's a large majority of what this podcast focuses on on a monthly basis. But I did want to make a point this year of making sure that some of that goodwill towards men gets some attention too. So I invite you to join me and give something. Whether it be something physical like food, clothes, toys, or something less tangible like your time. The idea is just to give of yourself in some way. I was planning on literally giving of myself and donating blood this year. It may not change the world, but... I think it might help somebody, and isn't that what the spirit of Christmas is all about? Honorable mentions! Someday I'm going to remember to fix that jingle, but not today. One thing you could do is go to a karaoke bar and belt out a few Christmas tunes. So I personally just tried this when I was up in Port Townsend, Washington for the annual Rhododendron Festival. My extended family... Uh, wait, this sounds familiar. Has this show gone into some sort of temporal causality loop? Quick, we gotta break out of this! Go to number one! Number one. Listen to our next show. Hey, you know what else happens on Leon Day? The 12th episode of this podcast will be released. I hope you'll come back and listen. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, or if you prefer, we're on Stitcher now, and we just joined Google Play as well. So I promise to bring a little Christmas cheer your way this Leon Day if you promise to listen. Well, technically, I'm going to bring some Christmas cheer no matter what, but I hope you'll listen so I'm not just talking to myself. Did I miss any special ways to celebrate Leon Day that you're planning on doing? Please feel free to let me know. Uh, you can email me at christmas at tancast.com, or you can shout us out on Twitter at ChristmasPod. But now it's time for today's feature. Before we start, I have to say one of the cool things about doing a Christmas podcast is that I've learned more about Christmas than I ever knew before. Just researching content for this show has allowed me to discover new Christmas things I'd never heard of, as well as find new meaning in some of my Christmas favorites. 
This time, however, that was not the case. I decided it would be a laugh to make fun of the famously awful movie Santa Claus Conquers the Martians, which seemed like a good idea until I had to watch the movie over and over and over again so I could get enough information to do this show. Let me tell you, it does not improve with repeated viewings. So let's not put this off any longer. Let's dive in, starting with the theme song. <laughs> the movie is warning you not to watch it. It's like someone heard It's a Small World and said, you call that schmaltzy? I'll show you schmaltz. Good luck getting this out of your head. And don't fall into my trap, because the more you listen to it, the more likely that will get stuck in your head, and I think I might even be starting to like that song. But the theme song isn't it. The movie isn't done warning you off of it. The first scene is where bad acting meets up with bad writing to make some genuine, unfiltered awful. Two Martian children are watching an Earth broadcast of a news report from the North Pole. Now, I apologize in advance, but I'm going to play a clip of this news reporter here. I know you're scared, but I promise you, it'll be okay. And now KID-TV takes you via Telstar, Andy Henderson at the North Pole. Hi, kids. This is Andy Henderson at the North Pole. Ooh, it's cold up here. (laughs) From this spot, there's only one direction you can go. And that's south. (laughs) Living up here is pretty rough. I don't see how Santa stands it. Hmm? (laughs) Since we've been here, we've eaten nothing but frozen food. At least that's the way it is by the time we get it. (laughs) And now, let's take a look-see into Santa's workshop. Listen to him laugh at each one of his own jokes. I know you can't see me, but I trust you realize I'm doing very exaggerated quotation fingers right now for the word jokes. He's like that guy at the party who thinks he's funny, but he's totally not, but he won't stop. He just won't stop. I want to hate him, but all I feel is pity. He actually is suffering under the delusion that he's funny. And the character is only there to give us exposition, but he wastes the first few minutes of screen time letting us know that North Pole is cold. The devil, you say. The North Pole is cold. What else is new? Then he finally stops murdering the concept of humor and goes inside to talk to Santa. Now, I'm spending a lot of time on this first scene, and I promise I'm not going to dissect the whole movie in this much detail, but this is the first scene. This is what's supposed to grab you and suck you into the rest of the movie, but instead, you just want to tell everyone to stop. Just stop. You don't have to do this. If this is the best you can do, there's no shame in just giving up. But anyway, the reporter guy finally walks in, talks to Santa, and Santa can't remember the name of his own reindeer. Tell me, is it true that this year... There's a rumor that you're going to use a rocket sled? No, sorry. We're going out the good old-fashioned way with my reindeer. Prancer and Dancer and Thunder and Blitzen and Vixen and Nixon. Uh, Nixon, oh, I get... Uh, oh, I always can't on it. I get those names mixed up, but the kids know their names. <laughs> <laughs> so we're less than five minutes into this movie, and we've, uh, we've already heard an awful theme song, been introduced to some expressionless, dead-eyed Martian children, an annoying reporter, and a completely clueless Santa Claus. But this movie's not done with you yet. Not by a long shot, son. Right after this sleigh wreck, we're introduced to a character so annoying, he makes Jar Jar Binks look like Boba Fett. Droppo! I'm not sure what his role is in the Martian hierarchy. He could be a part of the King's command team or just their houseboy, but listen to this first scene and fight the urge to go back in time and punch him in the nose. Droppo, 
Dropper, wake up! Wake up! Stand up! Turn up that Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! Stand up! I'm sorry, Chief Keemar, sir. Droppo, you were the laziest man on Mars. Why are you sleeping during working hours? I wasn't sleeping, Chief. It's just that I haven't been able to sleep these last few nights. I forgot how. So I was just practicing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suggest you practice doing your work. I have to give the actor credit, he's given it his all, but this might be one of the few instances around Christmas time where it's better not to give and to receive some acting lessons. Well, for the sake of getting through this, I should point out that the person he was talking to is Kaimar, the father of those two kids from the beginning and the leader of Mars. And he's heard that his children and children all over Mars are depressed, not smiling or laughing and not eating. And by eating, I mean swallowing their flavored pills, which is, I guess, how they show that Martians are more advanced than us. They swallow their dinner in pill form. I... I don't... I can't... It won't... It, it, it's best to press on. The kids are all obsessed with watching Earth shows on the video, so Kaimar summons the council leaders together to go seek advice from an old Martian. The old guy tells them the kids are depressed because they don't get out to play. They just have to learn all the time. The children must be allowed to be children again. They must learn to play. They must learn what it means to have fun. We need a Santa Claus on Mars. So Kaimar sets off on a mission to kidnap Santa, because you know how government leaders personally spearhead abduction missions. He also takes the council leaders with him. This would be like President Obama got all the state governors together and set out to snatch Wayne Gretzky from Canada. This may be the most ridiculous part of a completely ridiculous movie. But again, we'll just go with it because we're not even halfway done. They fly to Earth and try to find Santa, but they are immediately spotted by U.S. radar. We are then treated to a good five-minute chunk of stock footage of various military personnel and equipment being prepared, because what this movie needed to be was longer. Eventually, we get back to the Martians. They land and encounter two children who tell them where to find Santa. Kaimar's second-in-command, Voldar, decides to kidnap the children so they can't tell anybody about their plan to kidnap Santa. Then they fly to the North Pole, the kids escape the ship, and get attacked by the saddest-looking polar bear ever captured on film. It looks like they found a polar bear costume in the trash and just ran with it. I swear, if you stare at the costume too long, you can actually smell moldy food funk. This also may be a good time to point out the makeup job on the Martians. Sometimes their faces are painted green, but most of the time it looks like they applied the green face paint, then had the actors do some Bikram yoga for a few hours, and then started rolling cameras. Uh, hey Nick, should we touch up the Martian makeup? It's all patchy and sliding off their faces. Nah, good enough! Action! Okay, so they grab Santa, and they take him and the kids back to Mars. Then, we learn from the exposition device, I'm sorry, the news reporter, that the government has a secret test rocket they're going to use to catch the Martians and bring Santa home. They chase the Martians for a few seconds until the Martians get their cloak working. Then, the experimental spaceship is never mentioned again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Martians cloaked themselves, but the elves of the North Pole told you that the Martians took Santa. Why not just set that ship on a course for Mars and pick him up when they get there? Well... They don't. It's never mentioned again, so we're left with Santa and the Earth Kids. Now, the second-in-command, Voldar, has been against his plan from the get-go. He has been rude and antagonistic to Kaimar every time he opens his mouth. I'm not sure how this guy has kept his job with this kind of insubordination. 
How's our captain? He's having the time of his life. He's such a funny little man. Why, I've only been with him for five minutes and he has me laughing just like an earthling. <laughs> What's soft and round and, and you put it on a stick and, and you toast it in a fire and it's green. I don't know what. A Martian <laughs> That's what you're all becoming. Martian mellows. Soft. Weak. That old man is a menace. If you talked to your boss this way, you would be fired in seconds. But this guy is still the second in command. Buddy hatches a plan to blow Santa and the kids out of the airlock, but is foiled by Santa's quick thinking. And so, Kaimar finally relieves Voldar of his duties and tosses him in the brig. When they get to Mars, he immediately escapes, because this movie is going to need a bad guy in the third act. So, Kaimar introduces Santa and the Earth kids to his kids, and both sets of kids are so amazed to meet beings from another planet that they almost emote. Almost! So, the Martians build Santa an automated workshop, so now he can make toys for all the children of Mars, who somehow know what to ask for, and he makes them. It's never explained, because why bother explaining that part? Oh, and old Jar Jar Droppo is still up to his wacky antics, despite all of my desperate prayers to the contrary. He puts on Santa's suit and a fake beard, and somehow gets mistaken for Santa by Voldar. By Voldar. And somehow, he puts, on a, he puts on a Santa suit and a fake beard, and somehow gets mistaken for Santa by Voldar. Because that guy with the technically green face and antenna shooting out of his head has got to be Santa, right? So, Voldar kidnaps Droppo, thinking he's Santa Claus, and tries to force Kaimar to send Santa and the kids back to Earth. But then, the real Santa shows up, and Voldar can't believe it! The kids use the toys from the automated workshop to attack Voldar and his two little flunkies. Oh, did I not mention he had two little flunkies? Well, he does. And they're all armed with sci-fi weapons, and yet they're taken down by four kids with a bunch of toys while Santa stands laughing maniacally the whole time in the background. Because either he's losing touch with his sanity, or the movie wants me to lose touch with my sanity. And, uh, and well played, movie, because I think it's working. Finally, Voldar is subdued, and Santa appoints Droppo as the official Santa Claus of Mars, which I can only assume means he hates the people of Mars, and then he hops on a spaceship with the two Earth kids and heads back to Earth despite the fact that none of the three of them know how to fly that spaceship. But who cares? The movie's over. Credits. And so, that's a rundown of most of the things that are wrong with Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Okay, but anyone can tear down a bad movie. That's easy. But I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to do something helpful. I'm going to suggest a way to fix this movie. Because Hollywood loves to remake things. Why not remake something that nobody liked to begin with? No one's going to complain that you're ruining their childhood if you remake this movie. And the bones are there for a pretty interesting story. It just needs a decent budget, better actors, and a quick rewrite of the script. First off, get rid of that reporter. I know he has less than 10 minutes of screen time, but he's awful. Plus, we get rid of any regular interaction with the normal world and Santa. This has to be our world, not a world where Santa is real and everybody knows it. Next, get rid of Droppo. If you need a spunky character, age one of the Martian kids up into his mid-teens. Then make the sister a young, super-smart tech genius. Now you have potential for interesting character interactions instead of two dead-eyed Martian children that hardly have any lines through the movie. Third, let the kids do the kidnapping. It makes way more sense that a couple of young, naive kids would think kidnapping Santa is a good idea, rather than it being the brainchild of a literal world leader. Next, make a contrast between the Earth kids and the Martian kids. One set was raised in an overstructured world with no play, so the other should have a wildly free upbringing that had few boundaries and no structure. When they meet, they're envious of each other, but over the course of the movie, seeing how the other half lives makes them appreciate their own situation more. 
Next, make the antagonist the Martian father-slash-leader guy. He doesn't have to be evil, but he's got to be the one trying to stop the idea of Christmas on Mars. And in the end, he can warm up to the idea, gaining a new appreciation and respect for his kids in the process. Lastly, Santa has to be more involved in driving the story. As it stands, he just has things happen to him while he stands around laughing awkwardly and telling weak sauce jokes. Make him the reason that things progress. He gives the kids tasks to help him create a second Santa's workshop on Mars, but really, he's slowly proving to them that they don't need him, they just need to find the Christmas spirit within themselves. Make him part Mr. Miyagi and part Mary Poppins. Boom! I'm telling you, this could work. If you're a big-time Hollywood producer, call me and we will make this happen. We don't even have to pay for the rights to use this story. This movie was so bad, they didn't bother renewing the copyright, so it's in the public domain. You can watch the entire thing on YouTube right now. And how awful is the movie? Like I just said, it's in the public domain. It used to be on Netflix. They took it off. It's not on Netflix streaming anymore. Not because they would have had to pay somebody to keep it on there. It has in the public domain. They just took it off because it's awful. This remake is ripe for the picking. I'm telling you, this needs to happen. Hashtag Santa Claus Conquers the Martians remake. Trend it! <sighs> okay. I'm sorry. I got too worked up. Let's turn our attention to our year-long endeavor to pick the definitive version of Jingle Bells. It's time for the Jingle Brawl! Jingle Brawl! Jingle Brawl! Jingle Brawl away! Over the past four months, some of our mightiest musical gladiators have battled it out to earn a spot in the next round. It's up to you to vote for your favorite. Let's meet the contestants now! Jack Jones! Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride. In a one-horse open sleigh Joe Williams Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh Peggy Lee Dashing through the snow Dashing through the snow Partridge family. Dogs. 
As always, full versions of the song are available to listen to at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. That's also where you can cast your vote. You can vote once a day, every day, until the polls close for this round on June 20th at midnight Pacific time. I would also like to give a special thank you to listener Sean for suggesting one of this round's versions of Jingle Bells. If you've got a favorite version you'd like to hear in the next round, email it in at christmas at tancast.com or send a message through our Facebook page like Sean did. No matter what, go to the website and make your jolly voice heard in the 2016 Jingle Brawl! And that's it. Put a red or green bow on it because we are done for the day. Hope we were able to make your spirits bright. I did want to give a special thank you to all of you for putting in a good word for the show at the Podcast Award nominations. Uh, We didn't get nominated, but at least our good friends, including our band leader Kristen over at the Mousedalgia Podcast, did get a nod. So congratulations to them. Also a shout out to my podcast idol, Mignon Fogarty, for her nomination for her Juggernaut Grammar Girl podcast. You guys deserve all the votes, so good luck. Speaking of voting, remember to vote in the Jingle Brawl at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com and join us again on Leon Day, June 25th, as I'll be back with another new episode. In the meantime, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2016. Oh. Hey, ho, ho. Thank you for listening to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like this show, please subscribe to us on iTunes and write us a review. Or if you prefer to stream your podcast, we're now available on Stitcher as well. <laughs> if you'd like to leave a comment on this or any episode, go to our official website at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. There you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store where you can buy customizable Christmas decorations, clothing, and other gift ideas all year long. Our show only comes out once a month, but we love to interact with you any day of the year. Just come by to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash can't wait for Christmas pod or our Twitter name at Christmas pod or you can always send us an email directly at Christmas at tangas.com. The can't wait for Christmas podcast is part of the Tancast podcast network. We wish you a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band and this glorious version of Jingle Bells on the Accordion was performed by the amazing Kristen Nowicki. All of their music and sounds are properties of their individual copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Alright, I can't think of anything else to say. How about you boys? God bless us everyone. (laughs) Well, that's where this first segment comes in. We need a little Christmas now. (sighs) We need a little handkerchief now. Well, for the sake of getting through this, I should point out that the person he was talking to is Kaimar. I'm going to call him Kaimar. I can't, I meant to look it up. I don't remember if his name is Kimar or Kaimar. Eh, Kimar doesn't sound right. I'm sure it's Kaimar. There's many times as I watch this movie, you'd think that would be ingrained in my head. It is not. Sometimes their faces are painted green, but most of the time it looks like they applied the green face paint and then had the actors do some Bikram Road... But most of the time, it looks like they applied the green face paint, then had the actors do some Bikram Yoda for a few... Yoda? Mmm, Bikram Yoda. Hot in here it is. Yes. Sometimes their faces are painted green, but most of the time, it looks like they applied the green face paint, then had the actors do some Bikram Yogi. Yogi? Because I spelled it wrong. Yoga. There. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd? I am the law. 
Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, and run! Alright, mixing and matching my Stallone there. Ew, no, I don't want to open... Oh, uh... I don't want to update. Cancel scheduled upgrade. Trying to update me to Windows 10. I'll tell you when I want to update to Windows 10, Microsoft. You sneaky. You're getting cold this year, Bill Gates.